Blog Talk Radio. for today, Sunday, November 24th. Welcome to the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, we appreciate your support, your continued support, actually. And if you're listening to, um, if you're going to be listening to the show via um, the download, we thank you again for your support as well. Um, We have a wonderful, wonderful TV and film makeup artist on with us tonight, Ms. Carol Rashid. We're going to bring her on in just a few minutes, but first, I'm just going to turn it over to Denise so she got she can uh, greet you guys as well. Good evening, everyone. Uh, once again, thank you guys for joining us tonight. Um, we're going to forego the beauty news tonight just so that we can get a little extra time with Carol um, and get her uh, in here and get her off as quick as possible. But thank you guys for joining us last week. For those of you from the U.S. and the U.K., Australia, Canada, and all over the world. We appreciate uh, your support. All right. Just want to say again, thank you. And we just want to have a quick word from one of our sponsors, and then we'll start the show. We'll be right back. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skincare, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our friends discount program and shop with us today at friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818-691-1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. Right. Thank you. We are back. Um, Again, I'm excited to bring Carol on the line with us tonight. So I'm going to bring her on right now. Welcome to the show, Carol. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you, ladies? Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Oh, you're welcome. Wonderful. Wonderful. It was good seeing you at IMAX Atlanta. Did I you buy know. up everything? 
No. <laughs> I did not. I bought some brushes. I kind of like, I kind of like blew through. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of blew through, picked up a couple things. You know, after being in the business for a while, you know, you kind of collect so much stuff. So I try not to. Yeah. I try to support companies, you know. However, I try not to spend all my money in one place. Mm-hmm. I know, exactly. I know, I know. I, I feel like brushes is the thing that we all go to the show for. You can never have enough brushes. Absolutely, absolutely. And they had a good they um they had a good discount. Um, actually, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was great. It they was really great. Did. did you cool. ladies have so, a great time? We did. I really did. It was um. I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the fact that it was a little smaller this year. I enjoyed that. Um, oh, perfect. Yeah, so it was it was nice. Uh, it wore me out because we kind of stayed all day, both days. So <laughs> you know how that goes. <laughs> well, that's what the twins talk. You know, you're you're giving you're giving you're giving you're giving so much back. So that was you know that was good that you guys stayed both days. Did your did your yeah. giving back mode, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, speaking of giving back, you um you did something that weekend as well that I want to talk about. But first, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to our listening audience and just tell everybody a little bit about when you got started, what inspired you to become a makeup artist. Just kind of bring us up to where you are today. Oh, sure, for sure. Well, I have been doing makeup, uh, oh, Lord, probably since I was 19. I started at Moss Brothers Department Store working for Fashion Face so, so, so many years mm. ago. Um, and <laughs> that's really where I really started. Um, so I, I did that for a while. Uh, I ended up leaving uh, there and decided that I wanted to go work for Walt Disney World, um, which was back in the late 80s. I uh, went to work for Disney, and luckily for me, this was during the time that they were building the MGM Studios. So having the opportunity, kind of being in the right place at the right time, working for them, you know, they started when they built the studios there, and I think it was like 1989, um, I happened to be one of the 15 core people that they brought into their training program uh, to teach us how to do makeup for film and television, and that's really where I really kind of got my start and really realized that there was an opportunity to be able to make a living actually doing makeup for film and television. So this, uh, so this is in Florida, yeah. correct? This is in Florida, yep. Uh, Walt Disney World in Florida. Uh, I worked there for about two years, actually, when I initially got my career started in the film and television industry. I didn't really realize that there was really, you know, a, a job where you could actually work on TV and film. Um, when I went to mm-hmm. work for Disney, I just had decided that I wanted to work in the entertainment business. And, you know, I started out, you know, working with wigs um, and doing makeup for the characters, you know, but just so happens that year that I went to work there is the year that they decided that they were going to uh, build the MGM studios. I think it was in 1989 or 1990. Maybe it was the, you know, the following year. Um, but, because I had a previous background in doing makeup, like I said, they 
took about 15 of us and trained us, had different people come in um, that had been doing, you know, makeup and hair for a number of years in the film and television industry. And they took, they had a core group of people for the Mickey Mouse Club and for all the different shows that Disney ended up doing during that time frame. Um, so mm-hmm. like I said, I was one of the, one of the 15 uh, chosen persons to be on the team to get that training. So that's really where I really started my film and television career and really realized that, you know, it was a great opportunity to be able to work in film and, and, and television back in the day. Um, so that's really where I, I got my start, uh, realizing that there was an opportunity to be able to do makeup for, for television and film. Not something that I had even thought about, to be honest with you. I had not been exposed to that until I started mm-hmm. working for Disney. Gotcha. So you said you yeah. wanted to work in entertainment. So, so you said initially you wanted to work in entertainment. What, mm-hmm. when you, is that is that just by working uh, with Disney? You just wanted to do... Um, yeah, I knew that they, I knew that they, I had, this is after I had gotten my, my cosmetology license and I really didn't want to work in a salon. I kind of did the salon route, you know, for a little while and I was like, oh, this is not really my thing. And then I was like, wow, it'd be great to go and work on, you know, I had this great idea that it would be great to go to Disney and get a job. And so I called them up to see if they had jobs like that available, which they did, you know, uh, have jobs available for you to work with their characters to do makeup and hair for those people. Homie with doing the makeup for, you know, Cinderella, doing the makeup for all the characters that they had that were performing in their shows. And then then after after doing that, I then realized that there were other opportunities to do it for film and TV when they opened the studios up there. Mm -hmm. So it really was an opportunity or a gateway for me to, to get involved with film and television. It really was not in my mind. I just knew that I wanted to work in entertainment, but I thought entertainment was doing, you know, makeup for the characters that they had at Disney, you know, but they had all kinds of, they had all kinds of opportunities at Disney to learn how to comb wigs, to um, learn how to work with wax figures, you know, punching hair, you know, doing mustaches and brows. And it was really uh, incredible uh, training that, that I was able to get exposed to there. Wow. Yeah, so that's really that's where ama- I started. That's amazing. Yeah, I did that for a couple of years, and then I decided that I was going to leave and go out on my own. And I, I got hired over at Universal Studios. I ended up leaving Disney, and at the time, they built Universal Studios around that same time. You know, they had started to, to build uh, the theme park, but I actually got hired on um, with Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon put their, put their network there. So this was around the time that, um, you know, they, they, they did a pilot called uh, Double Dare, and I went out for the job, ended up getting hired on the job. This is before, this is, I did an independent job for Nickelodeon, ended up meeting uh, this guy by the name of Mark Summers, and uh, he was the host of Double Dare the pilot when I did that with him and he talked to Nickelodeon 
and got me hired on staff with them once they opened up the studios after we did that pilot. So, nice. so my career my career has kind of had a driving seat of its own, and I've just kind of been following the wheels, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the opportunities that I that I've had, you know, that have, you know, that I've had, you know, ha- it really hasn't been me like going really looking, you know, but just saying, right. okay, well, I'm here at the right place at the right time, and really other other people really, you know, giving me an opportunity or helping me get my foot in the door. At the time, it was myself and one other African American that was in Florida uh, working. Uh, kind of in the film industry, but it was really tough back in those days. After I did the thing with Nickelodeon for about two years, maybe about a year, year and a half, two years, um, and then they decided to downsize like a lot of the newer companies, like a lot of network companies do that. They'll come on, they'll, you know, do – it's just like some of these, you know, corporations. They'll come on, they'll start out something new, and then they'll get it up and running, and then they downsize, and then they uh, start – uh, hiring everybody as independent contractors so that they don't have to pay uh, benefits. Uh, and so that happened with me with Nickelodeon. You know, so, you know, it became a little bit more competitive. Everybody wanted to go there and work then after they found out about it. So, you know, as, 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 as time would have it, you know, I did that, you know, got an opportunity to meet other people, and I continued to grow. Went there to work on another show at Universal, um, called uh, uh, Superboy, you know, this is really early mm-hmm. on in the 90s, you know, and so one job always led to another job, you know, one opportunity would lead to another opportunity, kind of like how it is now, you know, is so right. much is based, is based on uh, really relationships that you, that you right. acquire along the way. Absolutely. So, that's, I mean, that's an earful right there. We could probably do a whole, sh- do the rest of the show just based on your career when you first started out. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> what is one of the most important things that you've learned over your career as a makeup artist? I think one of the most important things, well, there's been many, but I think one of the most important things that I that I really learn as a makeup artist is to to be consistent, you know, to consistently mm-hmm. um, be positive, you know, to consistently, you know, show up and be the same person. Right. You know, our, obviously we grow as we as we, we mature in our, our careers. Um, but I think that consistency and, you know, being able to have you know, a, 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 an attitude of, you know, trust where people trust you, um, right. you know, really kind of critical in our business, you know, and building yeah. relationships with people, trusting relationships. Yeah. And, you know, that's you know, something that I find, Carol, that, that people don't quite understand is that building those relationships is really what gets you the job. It's, you know, you don't have to be the best makeup artist. You don't have to have the most experience. You know, it's mm-hmm. all about relationships. And people think they can go to work. And I mean, I've seen it all. Like, people think they can go to work. And, you know, this one show uh, we worked on um, earlier this year, you know, people think they can 
unbuttoned a couple of buttons on their blouse and, and getting the producer's faces and, and think that that's going to get them the next gig. And it's not. No. <laughs> you know, these people have been in the game just as long as you have, if not longer. They they, mm-hmm. they know what, you know, they know the tricks that people come up with. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's just not how you get a job. It's like if you don't build relationships with people and maintain them, maintain good yeah. relationships, then, you know, I'm afraid you've, you've, you've missed it. But that's something that I think some people are finding it very hard to kind of grasp that whole, that whole concept. Right. That's very true. Well, you know, I think that, that the problem, you know, one of the, I think one of the issues, I think from the time that I ended up getting into the industry to where we are today, I think that there's been so many, there's so many variables, you know, to where people, I think really, some people really have the wrong idea about what it is to be a professional makeup artist for television and Absolutely. film. Absolutely. You know, so I think part of that is, you know, social media has played a part in that. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, the you know the opportunity to, I don't know. I think that people sometimes, you know, don't really recognize that this is a this is a real career. Like it, it you know, and it takes you know real time to really build your career. Um, so, mm-hmm. and sometimes people, you know, they want to, you know, they want to go from you know working in background to being a department head, you know, it's just, you know, not really recognizing and realizing that you got to put your time in and learn and, you know, build relationships and become educated about the industry, understand the business side as well as the actual um, uh, technical side, I mean, the practical side of it, you know, it's just so much more um, to it than just saying, you know, you're celebrity makeup artist because you've done one celebrity so right it's so funny that you say that because you know we've been doing this show for 10 years and so we decided um the way we would celebrate our 10-year anniversary would be to to give back to makeup artists and and in doing that we selected um 10 makeup artists that we would mentor um, who wanted to be, you know, mentor the makeup artists that wanted to be in film and TV. And so tonight we had um, a conference call with the makeup artists, and it's so funny because some of the things you just said were the same things that we talked about. Like, you know, everybody's so in a rush to, like, get in, get in. They just want to work. They want to work. They want to work. You know, today they're working in the background. Tomorrow they want to be department head. Like, they think it's so easy, but it's not. And, you know, and that's the thing we try to tell them. And like the, one of the, the same question that keeps popping up is like, how do I get this job? How do I get the job? How do I get the job? How do I get the job? And, you know, and we have to take them back to the basics. Like, well, do you have a, a, a resume that's presentable, <laughs> you know, with experience on it? Like you're so busy worrying about the job. Can you do the job? Do you have the skills yeah. that you need to do the job in film and TV? Instead of asking the questions about, what do I need, you know, to be a film and TV makeup artist? They're busy asking, how do I go about getting the job? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's, let me tell you something. You two ladies, congratulations on your 10 years. That is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And giving back to, 
aspiring makeup artists is really what is needed because of the thing. You guys are in a position to hire people, you know, so you've seen it all, I'm sure, as I have, you know. And let me tell you, for you to be able to even find 10 people to mentor that you, you know, that you feel that, you know, will carry, you know, the flame or whatever you want to call it, because at some point we're going to get to a point to where we're going to want, you know, to usher in all these other people. Uh, but we want to make right. sure they're really trained properly so that they can get the job and keep the job. Um, that, and be absolutely on the Absolutely. <laughs> that's amazing. Yes, that's just something I keep stressing. You know, I, I keep telling people to, to do the work. Stop worrying about, you know, how do I get on the union job to get my union days? Well, you don't necessarily need a union job to get your union days. And it's like Absolutely. I keep, and, you know, I keep telling people to do the work, keep doing the work, network, keep telling people what it is that you want to do, and just keep working. And it, it'll happen for you. It'll happen for you. You just have to do and, and, the work. Educate yourself because I think what's yes. happening is that people really, they don't want to get educated. They just want to kind of go they in. They don't want to get educated. They don't want to you know, put the time in to, you know, to learn from people like yourselves. You know, um, not everybody, but a, I mean, I run into a lot of makeup artists that, you know, they want to have, you know, a huge resume. They want to be able to do the celebrities. They want to be able to do all these things. But, you know, yeah. it's like you have to really, you know, get educated by people that are doing what you want to do um, that mm-hmm. have set, you know, an exemplary example. Um, of what it is required for you to be able to get to a certain level, and it just takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. And you know what? If it happens overnight. Chances are, it's not going to last. You Absolutely know? So right. It's it's really important to 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 get under the wings of someone like like yourselves to to be able to really to thrive and to learn it the right way. You know what I'm saying? Learn it yeah. the right so, way. I, I think that's beautiful that you ladies are doing that, that you're willing to give back, um, you know, because as you know, you know, I guess back in the day it was really a lot more difficult to 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 have access, you know, to people yes. to be able yep. to get trained or, or to have people that were even willing to talk to you. I mean, I remember a time, but you, you know, know, probably for a 10-year period, I couldn't get anybody to tell me anything, you know, so, yeah. you know. You know, I had to go to California and learn. I had to go, you know, I had to invest in myself to, to, to get to a place. Yeah. But that's the thing. I feel like back in the day, we didn't have the resources that's available to artists today. But, and we got, it was mm-hmm. hard to, 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 reach, to reach the artists. It was hard to talk to people. Some of these people that you got information from didn't even live in the same state or town that you lived in. But Absolutely. we found a way, and I felt like I felt like we used the little bit that we did have, and mm-hmm. we made a way to get to these people. We made a way to get the information that we needed. So mm-hmm. my thing is, with all the information that's available to, and maybe and maybe that's the problem. There's too much information available, and people just, you know, are so overwhelmed and they don't know where to start. They so that's why they just want to want to attach themselves to someone and just like, you know, give it to me, give it all to me now, you know, because some people just, they're so in a rush to to get to the work that, like my right. sister was saying earlier in the in the call tonight, that 
she was telling one young lady to just slow down and enjoy the process, but just do the work, just do the work and you'll eventually get there. And a lot of them are not even thinking about it. And I think that's the problem that I have with Georgia being um, a right to work state. People don't understand that right to work doesn't mean you have a right to work. It means that if you are non-union and you're on a union project, you have the right to refuse membership to the union. You don't have to join. No one can make you join. That's all that it means. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them are getting the opportunities to work on the union project. And because of that, um, they feel like that's what they should be doing. And they come in and they're working. Some of them are coming in, starting off on the trailer. And so because of that, now they've missed that whole background experience. Mm-hmm. And now they want, you know what I'm saying? Now they want, some of them want to be keys and department heads. And they miss, they miss the meat of it all. Because they yeah, jump miss- straight to the trailer. So, Absolutely. I, you know, I was talking, I was talking to the young lady. Um, she was saying that she took a class, and then the makeup artist um, brought them on set of the show, to, I guess, so they can get experience. And I guess that was something that was a part of the payment for the class. You also got to come on a real live set and work. So she was wondering, um, how do I get these jobs? And so I was, I was trying to explain, and I hope I did a good job of explaining, but I was trying to explain to her that, you know, there's a lot of people out there teaching classes and then promising to let people come on set and work. But the only problem with that is that you go on set, you work that one time or two or three days or whatever it is, and then once that experience is over, that's it. Now you're wondering well, how do I do this on my own? How do I how do I get union work? You know what I mean? And it's, I think it kind of sets them up to have problems. Well, I think that's an unfortunate thing to number one, you know, have a class and have and let people think that they're going to get a job from that class because they they, yeah. they may or may. Not. I I think that that is not a, you know, that's not a great selling point to get somebody to pay for your class. And then, you know, to offer them, you, you know, I, I've given classes before uh, last year and plan to give more in 2020 to get some of these people to, <laughs> to, try, to try and get information into them that's going to help them have longevity in the business. You know, right. so the thing is, is that, you know, in a town like Atlanta, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a great thing because it gives people an opportunity, but it's also a not so great thing because people get opportunities and unfortunately a lot of the times when they skip ahead of the line you know and then they get on mm-hmm. these jobs and you know they go and they do something that they didn't know was not the correct thing to do and the next thing they know they're out of a job because they did something that they didn't right. think you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. You know, by people really having access to, you know, getting the correct information. You have people that are teaching classes that they've done, they've done one job or they've done two jobs. They've never yes. department headed right. or key. Um, they've worked in background and they're giving classes and people are paying yes. to go to these classes. You know what yes. I mean? They don't even know what the lingo is in, in, in the industry. You know what I mean? If somebody says they're going 10 yep. they have no idea what 10 is. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, mm-hmm. Exactly. So unfortunately, you know, I think the thing, again, what you guys are doing by mentoring people is a beautiful thing. I'd like to see you guys do some classes, too, 
you know, um, along with, with myself and some other people that are seasoned so that we oh, can yeah. try and help these people get the right information so that they can last on a show. And let me tell you, social media hasn't helped that, you know, because no. if you have a certain amount of followers, um, you know, sometimes people think that you're just educated about it and you've never even yeah. been on a set. So yeah. it's, it's much. Our industry has changed so much. Oh, my God, it makes it's me want to eat. Really think about it, you know, because I think it's such a disservice, um, you know, to the people, you know, that are, you know, fortunate enough to get the opportunities. I'm hoping and praying that they get opportunities with people that can pour back into them the right way, you know, so that we can right. keep our industry lifted up. Um, you know, particularly yeah. those of us that are doing makeup and hair, because the unfortunate thing is, is that when you get people, you know, that are inexperienced, that don't have the training, you know, they'll take whatever money somebody's throwing at them, you know, they'll, mm-hmm. you know, not know what to ask for. They'll not know, you know what I mean? There's so much stuff that affects everybody that's behind you or on the side of you. You know, if you get an right. opportunity, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just so much. Yeah. Where do you start to change it, Denise and Denise? One of our mentees said that she was certified in um, in being an international makeup artist. And, oh, my God, I, I, I mean, I didn't know what to say. Like, what is that? Like, mm-hmm. how do you become certified in being an international makeup artist? Like, who's teaching this and – why did you take this class? Like, well, you what know what does I, that do for you? I think that people are so hungry that, and, yeah. well, and let me just say this, because I, I, I mean, I know of companies that are teaching one-day classes, you know, but that one-day class may just be about beauty. It doesn't tell you anything, you know, which basically you can go and take, you know, a beauty class in terms of how to do a basic beauty makeup um, you know, and they, they, you know, they charge you a hundred bucks or whatever, and then they certify you at the end saying that you can go and do this beauty makeup, right? And you can go and do that internationally. You can go anywhere in the world and do this beauty makeup, and it's going to certify you. You know, so there, so there are different things. I guess the the thing about Atlanta, um, in the film and television industry, you know, and I always say this to people. I, I was set on a, a, a panel. Uh, last week with um, with uh, AJ Crimson, and one of the things that uh, came up was, well, how do you, you know, one of the things that were mentioned is, is you know, people say, well, how do I get into the film and TV industry? You know, one of the things that was shared was that, you know what, first of all, as a makeup artist, there are so many different opportunities. You can be a wedding makeup artist, you can have your own studio, you know, you can, you know, do film and television, you can do, uh, you know what I mean? You can, you know, do all mm-hmm. these different I think the important thing is really for people under, to understand what area of makeup do you want to work in? Like there's so right. many different avenues. You know, you can work behind the counter, you can, you know, but I think that people for some reason think that film and television is the pinnacle of, greatness when you get to that point, being able to work on a film and TV set. So there's a few different things that 
that came out of that. You know, one of the things that I, I said, you know, I always try to ask people, well, why is it that you choose film and television? Like, what is it about that mm-hmm. that you feel? And they right. say, well, I just want to be in the union. Well, okay, well, why do you want to be in the union? You know, right. and so people really don't understand. I think a lot of people have it confused with the fact that they think that they're going to get an opportunity to, 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 to work with a celebrity. But here's the thing right. that I say to people, you know, particularly people that are really interested in, in film and television. I mean, one of the reasons why I enjoy working in film and television, you know, as a, as a union member is to be able to get my pension and welfare because I know that at some point in my dental and my vision and my medical, you know what I mean? That's part of the reason why I stay in the industry is to be able to get these things, you know, as a working professional. However, I know at some point I'm going to be like, okay, I want to retire. I want to know that I'm going to have money coming in from somewhere, you know. Um, So I I think that's one of the reasons, you know, to consider when people are thinking about getting into the the union is that you do have those availabilities. You know, know, people on social media, you have 100 – thousand followers, a lot of the times they can do a celebrity. Celebrities are looking on there, you know, because they want somebody that's inexpensive to do their makeup, you know. um, uh, uh, Unfortunately, that happens. You know what I'm saying? And I I guess Mm -hmm. fortunate for this offering the service, um, it's fortunate for the celebrities that's buying the service if that's all they want. But you can't, it's hard to take someone out of, in that environment, and put them in a on a film set doing the same kind of makeup. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It does. So I don't it know if really that answers. Does. I think that's around around a, and about around the way answering the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, since but you it, our, our mentioned, um, this changed. Yes, it definitely has. Um, since you mentioned social media, how has social media helped you, or or is it something that you put a lot of time and attention uh, to? Has it ch- and and how has it changed your opinion of the beauty industry? Oh, it has definitely changed my opinion of the beauty industry. I think it's really, <laughs> in my opinion, it's brought the industry. You know, it it hasn't helped the industry, in my opinion, particularly. You right. know what 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 we do, um, and, and social media, to be real honest with you, somebody set my account up on Instagram. I, I, I didn't know anything about it. I mean, I knew about Instagram, but I never had any, uh, you know, opinion to try and want to get on there. Um, mm-hmm. More recently, I've started engaging more because I understand that those of us that have been around for a number of years, it, it is just part of the growth, unfortunately, uh, for us to be mm-hmm. able to um, not necessarily to maintain, um, you know, uh, I think it's important. I think it's important in the sense that you have people that have had nothing but social media. They have no formal mm-hmm. training uh, for 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 television and film. Yet these people are uh, influencers. You know what I mean? As opposed to somebody like yourself and your sister or somebody like me that have actually put in the work. We put in the work, we right. have the experience, have the following that way. So a lot of people that are in, in, in the position that we're in 
if we're not on social media, you know, I've known people to not get a job because they don't have a social media following, unfortunately. Wow. So it, so unfortunately, it's kind of, in a sense, a necessary evil, um, I think, mm-hmm. to help to help you stay current. I think that in the positive, it is a situation, it, it is an opportunity for you to kind of put your work out there so people can kind of see what you do um, and, and to understand that there are credible people that are out here that are actually doing the work. Right. You know, uh, and, you know, and I looked on social media, a lot of people that do what you, what you guys do and what I do, a lot of us don't have a lot of following actually, you know, Mm -hmm. only because that has not been our focus. Our focus is that we're actually showing up for the TV shows or the films. We're actually department heading the TV shows and the films. We're actually putting in the work and hiring, bringing people in to help train them and to, you know, give them opportunities. And so I think that social media on one hand has kind of ruined our industry because everybody now is a makeup artist. You know, they go in and they mm-hmm. watch these YouTube videos and, you know, and they, you know, they look at what you do and they feel like anybody can do it. You know, and I, and I guess to a certain degree, um, that's what social media has shown, that you just learn how to contour and highlight um, and you can be a makeup artist. Right. Mm-hmm. So in a, in a oh. sense, I think it has really diminished our craft in terms of what we do for film and television specifically. You know, now I think there's a place for YouTubers. I think there's a place for, you know, people that are out there, you know, doing these how-to videos. You know what I mean? I think that there's there's a place. And obviously, you know, a lot of people have become famous from from that thing. You know, however, for for those of us that don't live in that realm, that have not made our names that way, we've made our names by actually doing you know, television and film, something that's going to live forever out in the market. Right. You know, I think that's, that's, right. that's, you know, one of the things that are different is going down on, you know, on film or on television. And you can look this up 20 years from now and find it on, on, on the Internet, you know, a project that we've worked on. You know, so I think that's somewhat of the difference between, you know, some of this YouTube stuff, you know. Um, makeup mm-hmm. is a interesting thing, you know, for film and television. You know, you want, you know, the makeup to look timeless so you can look at it from 20 years from now and not really know what time period it was. You know, a lot of the social media, YouTube stuff, you know, everybody's highlighted to death and contoured to death. You know, with mm-hmm. lashes that you can see up the road. So, <laughs> I don't know. It's not been great. It's not been great for right. the industry. I believe. I mean, what do you guys think? Well, I mean, I, I totally agree with that. It's it's nothing great for our industry, for sure. Um, um, I think it has ruined it in some ways. I, you know, I, I just feel like we need to, we need to take it back. You know, some of us need to, yeah, we need to be more engaging. Yeah, we need to have a presence on social media because I feel like us film and television makeup artists, we are the real influencers, you know, and I feel like, you know, we can at least spend time, you know, giving back to artists, educating artists so that they know the real deal about what film and TV really is. You can 
Absolutely. Look at social media, and it has no effect on your work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you know what the real deal is. And I just feel like that's what we have to get back to, educating the masses and so that they know the right way. And they can still have social media, still engage on social media, still do whatever they do, but yet they, they, they in this business, they're doing things the right way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, most of us, like you said, we're actually out there doing the work, so we're not sitting there posting on social media. If I'm sitting posting on social media, then I'm not working on anything right now, because there's Absolutely. no way that I could that I could be that I can be consistent like I need to be on social media and work full time on a film and television project. There's just no way possible. Right. So, right. Um, you know, I you I know. feel like I mean. I, I agree with what both of you said, but I also feel like social what's going on now on social media should encourage us a little bit in um in in staying relevant, making sure that our skills are up to par. Um mm-hmm. because the thing is actresses are now influenced by what they see on social media. So uh-huh. I'm sure you've had an actress who wanted to look like somebody that they saw on social media, and they want whatever's happening on social media done to them. So we have to be able to know what the trends are online now, and even Absolutely. if it's not appropriate for film and TV and for the cameras, we've got to find a way of making sure that they're happy, but also making sure uh, you know the director and production's happy as well, but we still we still need to know what's going on on Instagram and and being able to take those trends and putting our own spin on it, you know, so that mm-hmm. it's appropriate for the camera. Absolutely, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. I think that's why you know more recently I've gotten a little bit more engaging on on social media, um, you know, mm-hmm. simply because I I have not been. I had not been uh for sure. It I don't think that it on I don't think that it's helped my career whatsoever. You know, however, in terms of people understanding that you have a range sometimes because sometimes people go to social media, they pull up your stuff, they want to see what's on there. But it's really like a form of entertainment in a sense, is how I really look at like Instagram. Um I think in the real world for film and television, we know that when you get an actress sitting in your chair, you know, all they care about is you making them look like they're supposed to look, okay, for the part or what have you. And sometimes, I mean, it's been rare that I've had somebody, you know, sit in my chair and want to look like somebody on, on Instagram. Like that has been very, very rare, probably because I tend to work with more mature. Right. I tend not on shows with younger people. I, I, I You know, that's not right. really something that I and, like and to do. And that's exactly so, what I meant because you, you're having a lot of, yeah. you're having a lot of these television shows now that are pulling in these, you know, popular people, you know, these people who are influencers and things like that. And so that's where oh. that's coming from because Listen, with the, with I, the, I, the people who have been acting for a long time, they're not looking for that. Absolutely not. Listen, I, I recently turned a show down, uh, you know, because I didn't want to you know, turn they, down. <laughs> What was that? It was probably the same one I turned down because I think I referred yeah. you. It, it's just like, oh no, I no. 
you know, because you, you get to a certain point, you know. Well, thank you for referring me. I don't, you know, we'll have to talk offline to see if it was the same show. You know, yeah. but it's like at at some point you get to a point in your career where there's just certain things I, I you know, I don't want to do. So it's it's like you know, you want to be matched up with the right kind of show. You know what I mean? Like I don't, Absolutely. you know, I mean. You know, you want it to be a good fit for the production, and you want it to be a good yeah. fit for you. Now, now, not everybody's in that position to be able to to do that, and right. I understand, you know. But I think you get to a certain place in your in your career, a certain place in your life, to where I I I don't want to do some of these shows that are stuff that I don't believe in. I don't believe in people fighting and arguing and having all that kind of stuff and, you know, sisters being against. I, I don't believe in that kind of stuff, so I don't do those kind of shows, you know. So, um, well, I guess Greenleaf kind of went back and forth, but, but it's a mature show talking about real things, you know. Um, but, but yeah, for the most part, I, you know, you get to a point, and you're right, there are, there are productions and companies that are, you know, pulling people off Instagram and, you know, social media and making them instant stars. So that is a way I'm hoping and praying that eventually that will change, but I, I don't know, you know. Yeah, because I'm sure, yeah. actors, I'm sure actors feel the same way. Actors that have their entire life, they've spent their entire life training to be an actor and then you go get someone off of Instagram, you know, that because they can yell and scream and, you know, act a fool, you know, they get an opportunity and bring a crowd. And bring a crowd, they get an opportunity mm-hmm. to, to, you know, to, to perform where people have spent their lives training. You know, so yeah. I understand. I understand now. You know, when these some of these uh, actors over the years, you know, that I've worked with, you know, they just take a person that's, you know, that's a, you know, a, a, a big musical person because they have a big following and they put them in a show and they can't act their way out of a paper bag. So it's, right. it's the same <laughs> Right? It's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. So social, so social media, social media hasn't really helped my career in any way. However, you know, I think it is a good tool, you know, to kind of get the word out, you know, to an audience if you're, you know, focusing on trying to do certain things, if you're trying to teach or if you're trying to, you know, you know, have an event. But I think it goes to a certain, I think it goes to a certain age of group, a certain age of people, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, Absolutely. I mean, that's my take on it. I could be completely wrong, you know, because let me tell you, if you <laughs> asked me to post a picture right now, I'd be like, okay, let me see if I can do this. You know what I'm saying? You know, so, right. but, but I have, but I have learned that, you know, it is important to kind of try get your, to get your information, get your, you know, work out there for people to see that there are actually people there are actual people that actually do this kind of work for real, and they have been doing it for a while. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if that's what they're interested in, here's somebody that really does this, and they get paid for doing this. They've been doing this for ten years, fifteen years, five years, whatever. You know. So, so educating. Absolutely. So I think 
So I think getting the, getting that kind of education out there for people, I think it's important for people to be able to see people that are actually working, particularly those that are interested in television and film. Like you need to be under some TV and film makeup people if that's what your interest is, mm-hmm. not from mm-hmm. social media. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't want to learn from yeah, those people. Right. You want people that are actually doing TV and film. You know, if you want to work behind right, the right. counter, go learn from somebody that's working behind the counter. You want to do weddings, go learn from somebody that's doing weddings. You know what I mean? Um, so it, it, there's so many different makeup opportunities, you know, that people could take advantage of. It's just really about having a vision about a vision on what you what your life looks like, what you want to do, because. The makeup business is absolutely endless in terms of the opportunities that you can create for yourself. There's so many different avenues that you can take, you know, and and I just say to anybody, you know, particularly if you're interested in television and film, is go to the people that are doing television and film that can show you that they've been a department head, they've been a key, they've been a third, they've, you know, they have a body of work that, you can see that you can visually go and pull up on the internet and look at their work. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that is so important to do your homework, know who you're dealing with before you go and, you know, pay $1,500 or whatever for, for a class, understand the background that you're going to get, understand the information that you're going to obtain and, and just invest in yourself with the right people. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, absolutely. That's my, my take on it is that whew, it has this this social media thing definitely has changed our industry. And I think that those <laughs> of us, like I said earlier, those of us that have been around, we have to kind of get on board to some degree because it's like, yes. you know, we have to put it out there that we're here. Right. Mm-hmm. So that we can show them the right way, right? Exactly. You know, can't, can't get mad at people that are out there that you know are, are filling that space. You know what I'm saying? If nobody else is willing mm-hmm. to step up to fill that space, I'm never mad at anybody. When I see people doing stuff, I say, God bless them. But what am I gonna do? You know what I mean? More power <laughs> to them over there. But what am I gonna do to make a change? And so you know, it's right. something. Certainly, that I that I really, really have heavily been looking at. So certainly in 2020, I plan to give you know to do more classes to help those that are looking to work specifically in film and television. I don't want to teach weddings. Yeah. I don't. It's not my thing. I want to teach stuff specific to television and film because I'm hiring people and I'm saying how did how did this person get here. And they don't know this, right. you know, they don't know about the paperwork, they don't know about the lingo, they don't know anything, but here they are, you know what I mean, they're in the union, or they're, you know what I'm saying, so that is what's happening in our market. Absolutely. That's true. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about education, because you want to do more classes in 2020. How important is education, I know it's very important to you, because I can hear it, but, you know, how important is it to you? Um, and what do you think when an artist, and I think you addressed this a little bit in your last response, but when there's an artist interested in working in film and TV, um, 
when they decide they want to take some classes, what mm-hmm. should they be looking for? And what should they, what should they be looking for in education? Wow, that is really a great question, um, uh, Denise and Janice. I think that when you when when people are interested in taking uh, in, in seeking educational classes specific to film and television, go with somebody that does film and television. And I would say, look at their body of work. You know, look to see if they've department headed. Look to see if they've keyed. Look to see what their what their you know qualifications are. You know, you can go to IMDb. You know, type in the person's name and really see what their body of work has been. You know, pull up some of their information on there and see what kind of work that they've done. If somebody clearly has never keyed or department headed a show, um, and they've worked in background and you know, and they're an expert on 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 television and film. Now, you know, let me quantify that because the thing of it is, is that if you have somebody that have been in the industry for a certain amount of time, you know, say they've been in, in, in the industry for, I don't know, five years or what have you, um, and you look at their their work and all they've done is work in background, well, they may be able to give a great class on background work. You know what I mean? You know, but if you're looking to get information, you know, specific to, um, you know, working as a makeup artist and you have previous experience. There's so many there's so many dynamics, but the important thing is looking at people that are doing the kind of work that you have a desire to do. If it's television, look at what T V shows they've worked on. Look at what their uh, position was. You, you, you know what I'm saying? And you wanna go if you've never had me training in, in, in film and television, you know, you want to go to someone that can teach you from the from the beginning to the end. Go to somebody that's going to teach you the right. basics. You know, go to somebody that's willing to teach you intermediate. Go to someone, you know, just mm-hmm. look at them, check them out. Make sure they have the credentials to be teaching you. Right. You know, so, Absolutely. I mean, that's, education is really critical you know, unfortunately, a lot of the schools, you know, and and deal with somebody that is actually currently working in the industry if you can. If you can find somebody that's currently working in the industry in film and television and they're teaching a class about film and television, I'd say that you have a pretty good chance of learning something. If they've been in the industry more than, I don't know, four or five years, you know, and they've been working in all capacities within departments. And listen, as a paying student, you have the right to ask that question. What is your background? That's right. What is right, that's right. You know, and check them out. Everything's on the Internet. You know, check them out. See if they're legit. You know, ask around. You know, get referrals from your friends if you have friends that are in film and television. Ask people about people's, you know, abilities, you know, before you lay your money down. And make sure that you're getting an opportunity to learn things that are going to be useful for you for film and television. You know, if I'm taking a if I'm taking a, a a class, you know, because I want to work in the film and TV industry, you know, then be clear about what it is that you want to learn. I don't want to go to somebody that's teaching me about, uh, you know, basic makeup for you know, for a wedding or for, you know what I mean? You want to get things that are going to be prudent and, and beneficial 
for you um, uh, in the in the television industry. Education is important, though. It's really important to get the education because you want to be trained and skilled before you get in the union, you know, so that you can, mm-hmm. once you get on the union job, you have the ability, you understand the paperwork, you understand, you know, the hierarchy, you understand, you know, what is required, you understand what an, you know, a, a, a non-deductible breakfast is, you understand all these things, you understand what 10-1 means, you understand what, you know, 86 means, you understand the lingo of what is required, you understand, you know, that, you know, when you show up to work, you know, if your call time is at 7 o'clock a.m., you need to be there at 645. You know, being on time at 7 a.m. means you're late. You know, people don't right. people don't say that, but those are little things that will set a person apart, you know, is that you, you know, you be able to show up with your, you know, your products, understand what you need to have in your kits, understand. I mean, there's so much basic stuff that people need to understand how to fill out your time card correctly, you know, how to read a call sheet, mm-hmm. you know, how, how does makeup work with the DP? I mean, these are things that are so critical that people don't know, um, you know, how to, you know, do you, you know, as a, as a new makeup artist coming into the industry, you know, you're, you're getting an opportunity to work on a union show to get, you know, to get a day, you know, Denise or Janice is giving you an opportunity, you know, to come work. And do you know what your place is? Do you know where even to stand on set? Do you know not to be on set with your earphones plugged in your ears? I mean, these are things that are so basic. Do you know not to take your phone out while you're touching somebody up? I mean, these are all things that are very, very basic things. But believe it or not, there's some people that don't have a clue. There's people that have been in the business that don't don't adhere to some of those things. So I think that if we can catch people before they step foot on a set so that they have an understanding, it's going to set them apart from everybody else, you know, and trust me, the department heads are going to notice that, you know, or the key is going to notice that, that you're standing where you need to be. You're ready to go. You know, you're not chatting with exactly. everybody. It's a lot, it's a lot of information that is to be given to people that people just aren't getting in these classes. They really aren't. You know? So true. So I feel like I've talked my talked your ears off. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're giving good information. <laughs> well, I know we've calmed down to the to the end. So we just want to ask one last question, which is something that we ask all of our guests, and that is what is your definition of beauty? My definition of beauty is really to have confidence because I think that beauty really lies in the eye of the beholder. But I think that when people come with confidence and they walk with confidence, I don't care what your size is. I don't care what, you know, your attributes are. If you have confidence, it just creates an aura of beauty with a person, you know, that is what I feel. That's what I've always felt, you know, that if a person has confidence um, in themselves and whatever it is that they're doing, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Well, thank you so, so, so much, Carol. We could really just go on and on and on, (laughs) but I know it's late. Um, Thank you. Thank you, ladies, so much, and congratulations on your 10 years. Thank you You so much. I'm so happy and so proud of you, too. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. 
Thank absolutely. you. Thank, thank you. you. I appreciate it. Thank you so yes, much. Yes, absolutely. Have a great night. Thank you. You ladies as well. Have a good one. Thank you. Have no, a thank good, you. Night. good night. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yes. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, this was great. This is great information. I love to hear from um, people who've been actually in the business for a long time. Carol had a great um, backstory on how she got started. That was it was amazing. Um, we could have just did a show on that alone, but um, I thank her for coming on and just sharing her experience and. and what she thinks about the industry as it currently is. So we thank her for that. I just want to remind everybody, we are um, soon starting our definition of beauty campaign. And so for those of you who are listening on the line right now, and for those of you who will listen via playback, we are soliciting responses. We want to know what your definition of beauty is. You can give us your definition in so many ways. If you would like it to be played here on the air, you can um, send us, email to us, beautygirlsmedia at gmail.com. You can send us a 60-second or less MP3 uh, format response. And, again, that email is B-E-A-U-T-Y-G-I-R-L-S-M-E-D-I-A at gmail.com. Or you can email us at that same email address. You can email us a headshot type of photo um, of yourself um, with your definition, and you start it off by saying beauty to me is, and that should be 30 words or less. And um, we would like for you to put your name or just your initials. If you don't want your full name, just your initials, um, what city you're in, and what your title is. So if you're a nurse, Say that you're a nurse. If you, you know, a makeup artist, of course, say that you're a makeup artist. Um, but also include your city and state and your initials or your name, whichever one you're comfortable with, and a picture. We would greatly appreciate that because we'll be posting those on our beauty underscore talk underscore media uh, page on Instagram. Okay, we'll also post a few on the um, Beauty Talk Online uh, radio page on Facebook as well. All right, so I just wanted to throw that out to you guys very quickly. Um, again, everyone have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. Be safe. And we will um, talk to you guys next Sunday night, same time, okay? So have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night.